Welcome to Freaky Friday here on Akira Minute, the only English language podcast that has guys talking about Akira in one minute chunks for the duration of the film, the whole movie. Minute by minute is another way to say it. Hey. <laughs> hey. I uh, am, in fact, Jack Stovall from reopeningthewormhole.com. I'm Richard Dunham from Ghibli Minute, as well as DunhamRC.com. Hey. And I'm a guest named Kevin Young, also from ReopeningTheWormhole.com. Represent. Represent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool podcast, guys. Thanks for finishing out the week with us, Kevin. Hey, my pleasure. I'm so glad that I got to end on this exciting minute. I'm, this is, yeah. Yeah, I'm not being sarcastic. This this minute's awesome. These things are starting to get freaky. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like, man, I bet the minutes right after this are like super coveted by guests. Like that's like my favorite part of the whole movie. They are uh, basically when I put out the call for guests, almost everybody wanted week eleven. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad I got to see the beginning of that that portion. Yeah. So this is cool because this is when. Week 11 really begins in week 10, guys. Indeed. This is, uh, yeah, this is a classic minute. This is, um, well, I mean, there, there's several moments for the film, but this is one of the ones when the first time I saw it where I'm like, whoa, this is, this is not quite like anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, totally. It's certainly a minute that stuck with me more than, I think, anything else in the movie. Or this, you know, this not just this minute, but the whole portion. But what is this minute? Yeah. You tell me. Why, it's minute 50, of course, which begins with Canada and the revolutionaries entering the hospital, or this giant building, whatever it is at some point, place. And it ends with Tetsuo grabbing a group of seemingly living toys who have climbed onto his pillow. (laughs) What? So, it's a two very... Disparate things happening. Indeed. I, uh, yeah, just at the beginning, I like the smoke detector. <laughs> like, just outside the gate as they open. You can see it like, oh, yeah. even in the reverse shot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then I love the, uh, I love the transition as we're kind of, this gang moves into frame and we're kind of, mm-hmm. the camera tilts up to kind of. It yeah. seems to be cover, you know, kind of matching their movements as they yeah. walk toward the camera. But then it moves up to the ceiling, and then we switch to Tetsuo's ceiling, like the ceiling yeah. in his room, which is first-person view of Tetsuo's bed. Yeah, it's a nice transition. Yeah, Sweatsuo eye view. Yes, Sweatsuo's having a rough time. But before that, yeah, as the revolutionaries are walking in, it's it's kind of your battle without honor, humanity moment. Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Reservoir dogs. Bum, bum, yeah. Except no music playing over this. Yeah, exactly. This cool guy's walking towards the camera yeah. scene. <laughs> Ooh, but I'm glad I did get to get to a little bit of that sweet, sweet Akira score and one of my favorites on it, too. Hell yeah. Dolls. Yeah, I didn't mention at the top, but as much as I 
had one day of blasting through all of Akira's. The soundtrack is something that I have come back to many, many times because it's awesome and I love it. Oh yeah, that's, you know, if you're hanging out with Sam or me for any amount of time, you're probably going to hear it at some point anyways. Absolutely. And this Stalls Polyphony is just great and weird and it really adds to the strange ambiance of this scene and it's so cool. Very surreal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's weird that the toys are smaller than they were before. <laughs> They've shrunk yep. down in addition yep. to su- suddenly seeming to have gained sentience. So, yeah, I mean, my take is that they're not actually the toys at all. They're just visions. Yeah, that, I mean, it has to be something like that. Maybe, maybe it was only in my mind. Maybe it was only in my mind. But, but maybe, but maybe it was only in my mind. But maybe it was only in my mind. Do you think they can change size again? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they might. I just noticed the gloves that the gang is wearing as they walk in. Not Cancer Man, but everybody else has these, like, you know, like those cotton work gloves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gunte. Uh, hide, hide their fingerprints, I guess? Yeah, Cancer Man didn't have to hide his. For some reason. Yeah. Well, he's got a... He has to do that nimble... Uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's got to do, like, the... Card-punching work, yeah. Probably had to do do the palm reader, yeah. And he also yeah. had to take off his helmet to, you know, scan for Moff Gideon's location, so... <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Before the toys show up in Tetsuo's bed, I really love his this shot of him just, like, suddenly some kind of immense pain takes over his yes. head, I guess. He's like... He makes that little noise, and man, they're good at drawing agony. <laughs> it looks like he's in such agony. I know. Again, this is just continuing, like, just that feeling where you're sick all day, and there's, like, nothing you can do about it, and it kind of ebbs and wanes. Yeah. And you're just laying there like, God, please deliver me from this agony. Yeah. But then he does get delivered from it by living toys. Yeah, and like, so you need a distraction, and then that kind of makes you forget the pain sometimes. So he looks before they climb over the the edge of the bed. So and we don't hear anything. So does he have like some? Can he sense them? Maybe through some sixth sense. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) something extra of our sensory perception. Yeah, does he perceive it somehow externally? Yeah. He's got some some feeling that something's there. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. As, let me take a look at the exact second. Well, you can hear it. The music starts, too, but right before the bear climbs up. So, again, like the first time I watched this, I was like, is this diegetic? Is this like... You're not even sure yeah. if it's music or <laughs> yeah. not. Are the yeah, toys yeah. singing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't actually rule that out. I mean, that might be the case. It could be. Yeah. Unless that's just the, the, the phone. <laughs> the way the phone rings. He's got a ringtone. <laughs> I should set that as my ringtone. <laughs> that would be a great ringtone. Oh, my God. It would be. <laughs> people would... Yeah, that would freak people the fuck out, I think. But yeah, they are... They are much smaller. Yeah. Like uh, palm-sized, I guess. Hand-sized. Yeah. And the car's doing that weird thing from cars where the cars walk around like 
They have legs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do they ever do that in cars? Yeah. Tetsuo's got you and me in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. <laughs> He's got the whole world. <laughs> Is it? Would it be spoilers to talk about which one of these maps to which child? Oh, child. Uh, no. <laughs> Because <laughs> we know Minoru is the uh, is the car, right? Because he's got the Masaru. Masaru, thank you. Masaru is the car, right? Yes. You like how I reset that so I could edit it later? <laughs> <laughs> Smooth as silk. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he's got the chair, and uh, but is Kyoko the? The rabbit? I think she's the rabbit. So it's weird that Takashi then is kind of the leader of this procession. Or we could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I could be <laughs> we'll totally see you next wrong. Week. Based on Kevin, you just saw it. My memory, I think you guys are okay. right. But I wouldn't think of Takashi as the leader of these three in it, like any situation at all. <laughs> yeah. No, Masar is clearly the leader normally. But I think he's like supervising here. He's he's the rear guard. He's letting Takashi take the reins. Again, this is all spoilers for next week, but the way they all fade out at the end seems to indicate that to me. Like he's he's the real power behind the throne. <laughs> he's leading from the from the rear. Mm-hmm. Like any good general. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. You know, also who knows how real any of this is, whether they're actually inside them right now or I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> This could just be a hallucination when they're small. I have no idea. Well, that's what I'm saying, because he was holding the actual bear earlier, and it's clearly much larger. So yeah. these aren't these aren't really the toys. It's just yeah, something just... being mentally projected into his head. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. But even when those project... I, but, but then... Yeah, I but mean, then... I would assume that like they're each projecting their own yeah. kind of image. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just like I don't know. It's, it's I've, I found that weird. No, knowing that mapping or having that mapping of which represents which kid, uh, I find it weird that Takashi was was in the lead. Seems more like a pushover. But then again, it, he was the one that had the courage to actually leave the compound or be kidnapped. Unless he was just acquiescing to, you know, whatever resistance fighter showed up. Yeah. He does pull, um, it has that Takashi kindness, though, as he pulls That's the true. Kyoko rabbit up onto the pillow to help her out. Yeah. In these visions where they're psychologically climbing up onto a pillow. <laughs> the astral plane, I don't know. <laughs> yes. The bear does a weird little movement before they start climbing up on the pillow. What is that? Like, Let's see. And I like the like gymnast pose that the bunny makes. Yes. She gets up onto the uh, the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Almost <laughs> sticks the landing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the car boosting her up onto the pillow. <laughs> I like the way that these hallucinatory toys interact. <laughs> yes, like very cooperative. <laughs> Aw, so cute. Yeah. It's teamwork. A lesson <laughs> for us all. Yeah. It's uh, also this, the car, Kevin, you mentioned cars, and I still don't, I think you're wrong about them walking on their wheels like that. And cars. No, I, th- I, no you're, I think you're right. 
uh, they might not walk like that, but they definitely use their wheels as like arms oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. To, they yes. gesture with their wheels often. True. I feel like there might be one moment in one of the three Cars movies where somebody like exaggeratedly walks around on their wheels. It I could might be have, wrong. It might have happened. I I should know. I've recently seen the entire Cars trilogy, and it was definitely not a waste of my time. Yeah, wow. no, same. I watched them when I was trying to round out my Pixar movies that I hadn't seen. Because I had avoided Cars 2 and 3 because they're supposed to be terrible. And at least Cars 2 was terrible. Cars 3 was like, eh. I'll go to, I'll go to Bunt for Cars 3, but Cars 2 is, yeah, it's fucking it's, terrible. It, it was I awful. I just can't believe that Pixar <laughs> could make such a misstep. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Doc Hollywood? Uh, I think I may have seen it as a young uh, child. Uh, uh, a long time ago. Like the I Michael did. J. Yeah. Fox vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, the first Cars movie is a remake it's of a Doc remake Hollywood. of that. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. In Doc Hollywood, was it Paul Newman? Even, or no? What? Paul Newman? Well, the, like, the, the old boss character Car is Paul Newman in Cars. Uh, well, the whole... The, the country doctor that Michael J. Fox okay. is replacing is the... Um, the old guy from Tron. I don't know the na- actor's name off the top of my head. Oh, like the... The keeper of the control not... tower, yeah. Or the okay. interface tower. Right, right, okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yes. You said, here goes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more about Tron, check me out on <laughs> Tron Minute. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, so this is a good time to pose my guestion. <laughs> My guest question. Oh, thank you for clearing that up. I didn't figure it out. <laughs> for those listeners who uh, forgot from the first week, which is the only other time I've asked this question. If you were attacking Tetsuo <laughs> psychically with a toy, what toy would you use? Oh, God. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> these are all like soft, like, stuffed animal types does it have to be something like that or could it be like maybe it's like this captain wharf figure that i have captain wharf <laughs> yeah. oh right i forgot about the captain wharf figure yeah jack yes. you gave that to me actually that's right that's right that's from the all good things that wharf yep oh. yeah <laughs> the the tng finale yeah very timely yeah he's coming back did you guys see that you guys are probably yes, no yes. more than i yeah. Although I've heard some people saying that he's just referencing recording dialogue for Star Trek Online. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if he is, if that's true, then what a dick move, Michael Dorn, because you know how that's going to get misinterpreted. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in uh, Picard. Yeah, I mean they already got Riker and Troy back, and Data, and Guinan, and Guinan, and Guinan's coming back. Yep. Kynan's coming back. Wow. Well, Patrick Stewart publicly invited her back. We don't know if yes. she's... Is that oh, confirmed right. yet? I'm pretty sure it's happening. And also Q, apparently. Yeah, John yeah, Delancey's back as Q. So Guinan has to try out that robot dick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she'll have... It'll be the conclusion of her battle with Q, where she does her Dragon Ball Z pose. Hell yeah. <laughs> or he'll... She'll just stab him with a fork again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what's your toy, Kevin? Does it? Does it? <laughs> Captain Worf. Nice. So is Captain Worf acceptable then, Richard? Ah, uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 
If it, if it's not Captain Morphin, it has to be something plush. I've got a plush Porg, and it's going to be a plush Porg. Nice. I would I'd be very happy to see either of these things in an Akira movie animated. I would too. <laughs> Although they'd both be tough because they're both licensed, you know, things. Yeah. Yeah. I, this. Uh, what's the track name? The Dolls Polyphony. Dolls Polyphony, as Klingon Opera. I think would work. <laughs> oh, uh, I like imagining that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to say about cars, well, I'm not going to talk about cars anymore, but I am talk about car, uh, cars, not car, not cars, the movie. I'm going to talk about cars. Just talking about cars. <laughs> talking about All right. kids, spit it out. Kit's enemy car, the evil kit. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> although maybe I should be, but um, either of you guys seen The Brave Little Toaster? Yes. I have not, no. Which is, may have been the same year as Akira, but uh, it is, it's a childhood favorite and it still holds up. It's a great movie. Yeah, I think I watched it somewhat recently actually with Sam, because he was showing it to somebody else. It's still good, right? It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Yeah, tugs on your heartstrings, but um, they're... Like, the car in this looks a lot like the cars at the end in the city dump, mm. where they where they have their little, all the cars are singing their musical number about how they've all seen better days, and the way he moves his wheels as, like, appendages is very reminiscent of that, and the face on the car, where it's the headlights are mm-hmm. the eyes, uh, this looks like straight out of Brave Little Toaster to me. Nice. Wasn't my immediate thought, but... That's cool. Well, Brave Little Toaster's never far from my mind. You should uh, check it out. Yeah. People. I will do that. I can vouch for its quality. Yeah, it, it has an almost Miyazaki-esque wistfulness to it. Yeah, I can see that. Nice. Somebody, uh, somebody should be doing Brave Little Toaster Minute. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll get on that. I feel like it must have been done already. <laughs> that movie's got a pretty big following, right? Yeah. It's a cult well, listeners, you can uh, you can check for that and many other <laughs> movies by minutes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Moviesbyminutes.com. I'm going to look right now. Moviesbyminutes.com. See if Brave Little Toaster is in there. Yeah, if, there, if it is, I should, uh, should get up in that guy's grill about guesting on it. Nope. All right. Well, hmm. It's there for the taking. Mm. Uh, Sam's also a pretty big fan of that You could grab it just the way Tetsuo grabs these toys Yep (laughs) Well if you're listening listeners Don't take it, it's mine (laughs) (laughs) I also It's fun how these toys They could have made them just walk like Human beings, but they all march And I think it's you know They're trying to make it look cute Like a teddy bear on, on parade or something But it's funny They're like definitely like marching in step Yeah yeah, maybe almost syncing up to the music, which again, is that's the fun thing about the soundtrack of this movie, is that it is not scored to the film. Instead, in this case, they're almost possibly animating the... they're marching to the music that already existed for them. Yeah. Because uh, the process of the soundtrack was just... they hired Gano Yamashiro Gumi and... They said, like, these are the kinds of scenes we're going to have. This is what the movie's going to be like. And you just compose music, and then we'll use it how we see fit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they did, that's... 
that's a known fact they had the soundtrack while they were animating like before they finished i i think so because it's almost i i can't decide whether like yeah this is animated to fit the song or the song would probably go with almost any pacing of march <laughs> yeah it's it's ambiguous yeah it's yeah it's rhythmically ambiguous yeah what is I don't know anything about music, but uh, would you call this a polyrhythm, Kevin? Is that no? I don't think okay. so. <laughs> okay, well, it might become see. one later in the song. Talking about the perfume hit, oh. smash oh. hit by Perfume. Speaking of cars, because that song's in Cars too. Nice. <laughs> when, they, when when huh? when they go to Japan, yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it all uh, it's all connected. We're big perfume fans in in my house. <laughs> I like uh, I like that song a lot. It was Chieko's first concert. Really? When they came to Chicago, yeah. Right. Forget how young she is. Look how old you've become. Do 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 do. Well, we'll get to that next week. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, next week, remind me, I, I think it'll be time to do some more uh, soundtrack deep dives. Get All right. Doll's Polyphony. Cool. Because uh, we've, we've just heard the opening salvo right here. Yeah, just along with being one of the strangest parts of the movie, it's also one of the strangest parts of the album. Oh, yeah. It's, it stands out so much because every song seems like it's so long on that album. This one's just a little, like, less than three minutes, and it's just a tiny little thing, but it's... So weird. Yeah, this this and like uh, also Winds Over Neo Tokyo are very short and different than everything else on the album. Yeah. Which is saying a lot because there's a lot of musical variety on there. That's true. But you can feel a common thread between stuff like Tetsuo and Kanida and Requiem, I think. Mm-hmm. All them gamelons. But yeah, there's like vocally or instrumentally, there's nothing quite like this track and the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah, or on other albums. It's a, yeah. It stands out on its own. It's a weird thing. Yeah, just visually and like story-wise, when I saw this, it was like, what? This is so weird. <laughs> but musically, it's also not quite like anything I've ever heard before either. Yeah, absolutely. It has that quality of like, I have heard this before, but like in a different dimension that I don't <laughs> remember before I was born or something. Yeah, it's totally. Like something out of a dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy. Let's just do that for the next ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's hard not to. to. Yeah, that's because I keep watching it with the sound on over and over mm-hmm. again, and I want to sing along. There's one moment before Tetsuo grabs them that he seems kind of like angry. It's like, what the hell, guys? What is this? It's when it, it, we're seeing like a top-down view of him in his face as they march towards the pillow. Let me take a look. Around the end, like around mid-second 54. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of an encapsulation of Tetsuo's reaction to life. It's like, first he's afraid, <laughs> and then he's angry. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He's like, no, I gotta grab you guys. Fear leads to anger. It's cool this minute ends the exact second that he's grabbing them. Yeah, that is pretty serendipitous. Yeah. Will they survive? These hallucinations? It looks like they're about to be crushed. It does indeed. It's only one way to find out. 
<laughs> yes. Any final thoughts, Kevin? No. On uh, the 1988 blockbuster landmark anime Akira? <laughs> uh, no, just that it's cool. I'm really glad I got this last minute in particular because it's dope. Yes. I uh, I was happy when you volunteered for this week because I thought this is a, a real fun mix. Yeah, starting with the <laughs> the uh, weird meeting and then <laughs> then ending on this craziness. Yeah, just get a little a little taste of week eleven. Yeah, a little appetizer. Yeah, but no, it's been a lot of fun to revisit the movie in this strange format. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on. And uh, once again, Kevin, where can people hear more of you? Well, you can listen to a podcast that Jack and I host together called Reopening the Wormhole, and it's available on a bunch of different podcatchers, and it's also online. And it's a podcast where we listened to ourselves talking about every single episode of Deep Space Nine at the Star Trek show, in random order. And now we're still keeping it alive by doing fun stuff like an episode about the new Mortal Kombat movie, and some Ferengi shenanigans. So come on over and enjoy that. Also, you can listen to this podcast that I edit but have no other part in called Practical Shamanism, if that sounds like something that appeals to you. (laughs) It's hosted by Katie Weatherup, who's a professional shaman. Wow. (laughs) It's just a job that I have. Well, if you want to hear more, uh, we talked a surprisingly large amount about Picard in this episode, so if you want to hear more Picard talk... (laughs) You can always head over to Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery Short Treks Picard and Lower Decks podcast. And uh, we'll be talking about Picard and a bunch of new Trek that's coming this year. So that name's gonna get any even longer. It's a long name. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Planet of the Apes. Apes. Ape guest. And you can check out uh, Ghibli Minute at ghibliminute.com. That's a podcast where my daughter Chieko and I do what we're doing here with Akira, but we do it with Studio Ghibli movies. And with style and aplomb. And uh, less and it's cursing. family friendly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the PG, Richard. Yes. <laughs> I love them both. Uh, gotta be R-rated for this R-rated movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, things are gonna get even more R-rated next week when we get into week 11 it's a barn burner. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous of whoever's on that week. But I'm glad I got this week. This was a fun, weird week. It's it's somebody you know, Kevin, so... Oh, my God. excited. <laughs> someone you know and love. Oh, man. Can't wait. But you'll have to. Yeah. Wait. Many until months. Until next Monday. <laughs> no, until next Monday. Well, yeah. It, when, We're doing it live. When Fuck. I'm a listener, I guess that's true. <laughs> doing it live (laughs) and uh we are going to feel so alive next week for week 11 here on akira akira minute Bim, 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 bim,